Hey everyone, welcome to Cigars on Syndication, uh, where we're passionate about cigars and, and passionate about real estate. I'm Robbie, I'm here with Jay. Uh, today we're going to be smoking a, a, a fabulous cigar so far, and uh, we're going to talk about uh, the NAR and all that uh, lawsuit stuff that goes along with that. Hey everyone, welcome to Cigars and Syndications. My name is Junaid Noor, and well, uh, you know we are passionate about cigars, we are passionate about real estate and everything that has to do with real estate. So uh, starting off with this uh, 2015 Tatuaje Cajonu, very good cigar. We'll review it at the end of the, the podcast. Yep. So far, lights up good. Nice, strong pepper flavor. I'm, I'm ready to get a little bit uh, deeper into it. Uh, today, Jay, I think we're going to talk about the the NAR and, and maybe some of the implications from the results of some of these lawsuits. Yeah, uh, for those of you who haven't heard, a jury um, awarded um, a $1.8 billion uh, verdict uh, against the National Association of Realtors and and uh, mainly against uh, Keller Williams and Home Services of America. And the crux of the this lawsuit was uh, misrepresentation. There, there was a few different aspects, but one of the main things was the commissions between the buyers and the sellers. You know, historically, you know, the, the real estate, um, uh, especially in residential real estate has been that the seller pays all the fees, right? They pay the buyer and the seller agent commission fees. Uh, what is this civil lawsuit? I mean, what's the twist or what's the, what's the, the meat of the situation? Yeah. So the big, the big thing with this lawsuit is uh, when a seller uh, lists a property with his agent. He pays a six percent commission, and usually that six percent is split between the the buyer's agent and the seller's agent. So it's split three percent and three percent. Um, now, what they want to do, if this verdict stands, and obviously, you know, the National Association of Realtors and and uh, all those who got hit with the the verdict. Um, Keller Williams Realty and Home Services of America are going to appeal the verdict. But if the verdict stands, what's going to wind up happening is that the seller will pay the commission to the seller's agent uh, to sell the house, which will probably be only 3% rather than 6%. And then the buyer will have to pay the buyer's agent out of his own pocket to, to represent him. Well, wow, that's really gonna that's gonna that's gonna mix things up and and change things up quite a bit if this uh, if these verdicts stand. I can see uh, a little bit of turmoil coming in that industry. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, think about a hundred thousand dollar house where a buyer would have to pay three percent, three thousand dollars to uh, a buyer's agent to represent him on the on the sales transaction. Now, you know. There are other alternatives. There are a lot of homes that are being sold by uh, owners. Uh, and then, of course, Redfin. You know, uh, Redfin doesn't necessarily have a commission structure. I know that a lot of their or most of their agents are salaried. They're on their payroll. Um, if they do receive any kind of a commission, it's when they sell. Uh, but Redfin can easily adapt to this and, uh, you know, keep people on their payroll. And those people are are, are representing the buyers. But... Even Redfin will have to charge something. You can't just keep people on your payroll who are going to show houses to 20 different people. And, you know, like, I'll tell you my example. When my wife and I were buying our first house in Skokie, Illinois, 
uh, we looked at 30 houses. And before we were able to narrow it down to five. Now, the only reason that that our agent, as the buyer's agent, helped us go through and look through 30 houses is because they were going to get paid a commission uh, of 3% when we purchased that house. And that commission was going to come from the seller, but they were going to get paid. Right. And so if the house is $200,000, you know, 3% is six grand, it's well worth your time. So now the question is, you know, will buyers be able to pay six grand to a buyer's agent to show them around? Or even someone like a Redfin where, you know, they get paid a salary, but are they going to be, are they going to have the time to show 20 houses before they close on one deal? You know, I think it's really going to put a strain on on the buyers. I think um, with this market and and the the tightening conditions, just to get an approval from a bank, uh, you're going to have to come up with this additional cash. Uh, I don't know if they'll be clever enough to work it into the to the loan itself and increase the loan amount and and finance that portion. But I could see this um, this potentially being an an issue for I mean for what seems to be a problem anyway. The down payments seem to be a struggle for for most people these days. And then you got to think on on the flip side of it, right? If buyers are not in the market because they don't want to pay buyer's agent, then who are the sellers going to sell to? <laughs> what, what's going to happen with that? Yeah, I mean, I think they would just end up paying for their fees anyway just to attract buyers. And you, I, you and I both know the reality of the matter. We've been in real estate uh, for a long, long time. And, you know, in the beginning, uh, when I was younger and, a lot less wiser. Uh, I would go and, you know, I'm going to negotiate a 5% uh, commission with my realtor. And you know what's, what winds up happening when you negotiate a 5% commission instead of a 6%? You get ignored. You get ignored. So what happens is, and the reality of the matter is, they try to keep that that uh, listing in-house. So the exposure to everybody else is a lot less. And even when other realtors look at that, so... What, what the normal public doesn't see, but realtors do see, is at the bottom of the listing, it'll say commission split. If that commission split is not 3% and it's 2.5%, then what the buyer's realtor, the buyer's agents, what they do is they just ignore that and they show their buyers other houses and they'll show your house last. Yeah, no, for sure. They definitely will have some control in, in the situation. And, and um, I think that I think it changes the market. Uh, I mean, I think the market's changing anyway. Uh, we're about to inject this whole AI into things. I think a lot more things are done online. Uh, maybe harder to justify these six percent commissions. I don't know, uh, but it'll definitely have a shakeout in the industry. And and who's who's really the one pushing the issue? Who's who's filing these lawsuits? And and I mean, one point eight billion—that's a substantial settlement. Uh, you know, how does that even come to fruition? Well, the 1.8 billion is uh, for anybody who closed their home between April 2015 and June 2022, nationally. So they'll get some kind of a refund back. I'm sure the attorneys are going to make the most of the money anyway. Whenever there's a class action suit like this, the attorneys that represent uh, the plaintiffs who get the award get paid first. They get their expenses paid first, then they get their percentage paid first, and then everybody gets like 50 bucks each. Something like that. So, you know, you know how this works. But uh, the reality of the matter is that it's going to change the industry a lot. You know, um, 
a lot of like you know when 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 you have experienced people like you and I, we don't really need realtors to to guide us through. But a lot of first time home buyers really need the realtors. They need them to help them, you know, understand, uh, you know, what the what the deal is, uh, what escrow is, and what they're asking for, and um, you know, negotiate on their behalf. And it's always better. I always like to have somebody negotiate on my behalf because when I'm negotiating directly with a seller, whether it's a commercial property or a residential property or anything, it becomes too emotional, right? So when you have somebody in the middle who's negotiating, it takes the emotion out of it. And uh, uh, I think a lot of these home buyers are, are, are going to, the first time home buyers especially, are going to miss out on the opportunity because they're not going to be able to afford uh, you know, a 3% uh, commission to out of pocket for their realtor. Yeah, and and you know the the NAR is one of the largest lobby groups in in the country, and and I can't imagine they're just going to lay down and let this go. I'm sure there'll be appeals. I'm sure they'll be fighting this, you know, tooth and nail. They don't want to. They probably don't want to see this system and network change. Uh, it, it'll be really interesting, and, and I'll definitely keep an eye on you know how this all shakes out. Yeah, they're taking appeal. They're saying that appeals are going to take about three years, and the NAR has been around for a hundred years, you know. And yeah, you know, uh, buyers have to pay the six percent. I'm sorry, sellers have to pay the six percent. But if if people are not getting paid, if the buyers' agents are not getting paid, no one's going to represent the buyers. And that's what it's going to come down to. Yeah, and and the money's the proceeds are coming out of funds, you know, typically provided for. By the the lending institution. Now I can understand if it's a a million dollar home, and then you negotiate it to maybe four percent, because the overall the hard commission is going to be much higher. But average homes, average buyers, you know, uh, you know, and then living in Texas, Texas is not even an attorney state, meaning you don't need an attorney to review the documents before you close. Uh, where when I originally bought my house in Chicago, Illinois is an attorney state. So they require an attorney to review all the, the documentation before closing and sign off on it. Uh, so, you know, in, in, in a place like Illinois, if the realtor, if the buyer didn't have a realtor uh, representing them, then the attorney, it would be on the attorney to to review everything and make sure that the buyer uh, legally, everything is okay, but they're not going to negotiate on behalf of the buyer. You know, when I bought my first house uh, back in, in in Chicago, you know, our our um, buyer's agent negotiated a bunch of things uh, on our behalf. You know, like oh, this roof is old. We're gonna we want a thousand dollars off of here, and then we want you to fix this window, and we want you to fix that, and oh, this driveway has got a bunch of cracks in it. You know, we want five hundred dollars off of there, and there was a lot of back and forth, but. The the realtor that was representing us re- negotiated that on our behalf, and we as first time home buyers may have never known that that was negotiable. Yeah, I think I think the the results of the lawsuits um, will definitely have impact. The results may not be the actual outcome of the change in the industry, but I think it's probably just a sign that that there's definitely going to be some change. Yeah, and uh, you know, uh, something similar like this happened with the title companies. Uh, something similar has happened with the mortgage officers, the loan officers who uh, pre-2008 
uh, would get a yield spread and they would get uh, a percentage of um, uh, the, that yield spread. And of course, you know, there was, there were some loan officers who took big advantage. I, you know, I actually met one before 2008 happened and, you know, Dodd-Frank came into place where they limited, uh, the loan officers to only pay, to salary only. Um, but there was a loan officer I talked to back in 2007, 2006, who was just like, look, if there's not 10% yield spread or a 10% spread for me, I don't even look at the loan. You know, so there were a lot of loan officers who did those kinds of things and they abused the system. But, uh, at the end of the day, um, you know, loan officers don't get yield spreads anymore. So it kind of shook out, um, uh, those types of, uh, the, the bad seeds. But, you know, did the public really do better? Um, you know, you don't know because when you go to a bank, you only get the products that they have. You go to a loan, you go to a broker, they may be all different products, but you know, if there are bonuses attached to different products instead of commissions, loan officers are going to guide you towards those products. Yeah, and that's um the one thing that I guess I've I've struggled to understand is, you know, both parties agree to the contract, the real estate agreement. Uh the seller agrees from the start to pay all the commission fees, you know, why is why is these why are these lawsuits happening and and in the whole scheme of things i mean when you sit down and you close and you sign those 50 sheets of paper to buy your first house the buyer and the seller they they know the rules of the game and and so do the real estate agents uh, I, i'm not so sure why somebody should be out of pocket at 1.8 billion yeah well <laughs> yeah, it's true um but I, it, it's it happened because a group of sellers decided that uh you know Enough is enough. And, you know, these realtors are taking advantage of us way too much. And, you know, we have to pay the 6%, even though it is negotiable. That is true. Uh, but we have to pay the 6%. But why should I pay for the buyer's agent? Well, again, if there are no buyers, who are you going to sell to? It has been a seller's market for the last couple of years. And I think it'll probably continue to be a seller's market just because of the um, the shortages in real estate. Um, so, so I guess maybe they do have a little power uh, going into this deal. Yes, I guess they do. But I mean, as a first-time home buyer, I'm not willing to pay my realtor three thousand dollars out of my pocket to go look for a home. Do you know how many times first-time home buyers will? I was a real estate agent in Chicago. I had a real estate license. Do you know how many homes I showed before I closed one? I must have showed hundreds of homes before I closed one, and. Uh, you know, uh, for a, for a, because a lot of people just drop out, right? Oh, something happened. We can't afford the house. The market is tight. An emergency happened, especially if you're a first time home buyer and you don't have, uh, and you're, and you're getting an FHA loan, for example, at 3% down, you can't afford the down payment. That's why you're getting the FHA loan. And now you need to pay another 3000 or $6,000 out of pocket for a buyer's agent to represent you. How are you going to do that? Yeah. And, and, you know, as a seller, you know that you're responsible for this 6% and you price your house accordingly. Yes, that's true. And, but people get greedy. Why should I pay 6% when I can only pay three? Well, you could pay 3% and not have buyers in the market. And then you're going to wind up paying 3% anyway. I mean, what's going to happen? Well, you know, after talking about this with you for a little bit and, and, and reading a few articles, you know, I really, man, I just don't see that there's a lot of teeth in this. And I don't, I don't know, 
that this will be the future. Uh, it may make some changes. I just don't, I just like what you're saying with the, the, the sellers and, and buyers not having the money for the down payment. I just don't see, I just don't see this thing sticking. Well, unfortunately, if the verdict stands, the NAR is going to have to make changes. They're going to have to make some changes. Oh, in addition, we forgot to mention that the U.S. Justice Department is also pursuing the National Association of Realtors for something similar uh, because there's no competition against the National Association of Realtors, right? So they're, they're, they're pursuing a separate antitrust lawsuit, which is a different headache for them. But yeah, I agree with you. Um, you know, the, the, if the verdict stands, they're going to have to make some changes. Uh, I'm not sure the reality of the matter is always different, right? And the reality of the matter might be that um, sellers, as a seller, I probably would be okay to pay 6%. I've actually been, I've always paid the 6% other than the first few times when I thought I was being a smart ass and paid 5% and then didn't get my house sold. Um, but, you know, I think what's going to wind up happening is what you said is that uh, sellers are going to wind up paying that 6% or paying an additional 2% to the buyer's agent because what are you going to do if there are not buyers out there and there's only sellers? Well, Jay, this, uh, this Tatawahe is just amazing. Really good. Um, started off really strong. And then as I got into that second, third, it kind of mellowed out a little bit and, and really getting a nice rich tobacco, but, but really a kind of a, a, a nice leather flavor in there. Maybe just a hint of sweetness from somewhere. Yeah, you're right. Um, so this is a, uh, Ecuador Habano wrapper, Nicaraguan filler, Nicaraguan binder. Uh, Tatuaje makes some amazing cigars. Some of them are very, very strong. This Cojono 2015 is spectacular. Uh, I'm getting a little bit of chocolate, a little bit of sweetness, but a lot of earthy flavors and a good, like a good draw smoking very, very well. So I recommend if you, if you can pick up a uh, Tatuaje Cojono 2015. Now there is a big brother to this. Um, uh, it's a called a Grand Cojono, and that is a six and a half by sixty. So uh, it's a it's a sixty gauge uh, ring gauge with a six and a half inch cigar. So it's a much bigger cigar. Yep, I, I'm I'm really enjoying this one. This is a good smoke. Hey, for everybody that's watching, man, stay tuned and catch us on the next episode. Uh, get on albanyparkcapital.com. Check out our all our articles and uh, you know keep educating yourself and, and be a better investor. Yeah, and hopefully you know as uh, this this lawsuit goes further uh, and we see appeals, we'll see what what the appellate courts do if they overturn it or if they they let it stand, and it'll be very interesting to see. But yeah, follow the news, follow what's going on, subscribe to this uh, YouTube video and to our podcast, and we'll keep you up to date and you know learn as you go. There's a lot of resources on our on our website. They're all free resources. There's a lot of uh, articles and, you know, we're here to teach you. If you have any feedback, let us know. Look forward to seeing you next time.